Good morning. Cold open today. Last night we got the heartbreaking news that Chadwick Boseman, the virtuosic performer and storyteller and actor and playwright who brought to life in his short career uh, characters like um, Black Panther, uh, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, and most recently had a brilliant performance in Spike Lee's uh, masterpiece about the Vietnam War, To Five Bloods, which can be found on Netflix, uh, passed away at the age of 43. He died from the effects of stage four colon cancer. He was diagnosed in 2016 with stage three colon cancer and has spent the past four years in and out of chemo and radiation treatments. Now, actors die all the time, right? But this one feels personal to a lot of people. I want to start by saying that I'm a white person. And I think that's mostly fairly clear to people. Um, I may be queer and non-binary, but that does not remove the fact that um, I am white. I was raised in a culturally white community in rural New York. And I don't have as deep or profound a connection to Chadwick Boseman's um, career or to him as a person or to his work um, as my friends in the BIPOC community do. If you're unaware of what BIPOC means, it means Black Indigenous People of Color. I remember um, having a distaste for Marvel movies. (laughs) Um, So many of my friends were really into them, and I just could not get into them. I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, I'm a a cinephile, I'm a movie nerd, a movie buff. I'm very picky when it comes to movies, and I really wanted to love Marvel because all my friends did, but I just couldn't find a way in that felt satisfying to me. And then I saw Black Panther, and I was blown away by remarkable direction by Ryan Coogler. So a masterful work of cinema, thanks to Ryan's direction and his uh, filmmaker's eye, But also, the story was embodied by Chadwick Boseman and by all of the other amazing actors in this brilliant film. It was a film that superseded and sort of transcended the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It no longer felt like just another movie. This felt like a cultural moment, and it was. 
I remember listening to the brilliant podcast Black on Black Cinema, which if you are listening to movie podcasts and you aren't listening to that one, you should be. It is fabulous. And in that podcast episode about Black Panther, I listened to people of color, movie critics of color, express with great joy how this movie is their movie, their moment. And so I want to be very clear this morning that I am not seeking to take away that movie moment from people of color, okay? Because it's not my story. It's their story. I would like to say that Chadwick Boseman's death, though, has impacted a lot of us not just people of color, it's impacted many of us in different ways. And I, we, we are never certain how death, how loss is going to impact us until it happens. We can imagine all kinds of ways that death and loss will impact us. We can say, if I ever lost my significant other, I don't know what I would do. I don't think I could survive. I've heard people say that. And then their significant other dies and they make it. It's hard, but they get through it. I've had people say, I'll be fine. Um, I'll be fine. I've accepted the fact that death is on its way. And when I end up on my deathbed, I'm going to be just fine. I remember my grandfather, may he rest in peace, who passed away in 2013 from cancer. Um, By the way, hashtag fuck cancer, right? We're all about fuck cancer today. Um, My poppy, my grandfather, was a pastor who was a very committed uh, traditional Christian. And he believed that Jesus was waiting for him in heaven, in paradise, in this glorious afterlife where there would be no suffering or pain. And because he believed that with all his heart, he often told me and told the church that he pastored that he had no fear of death. I found that profound as a kid because I was terrified of death. And then... When my grandfather, my poppy, was on his deathbed, literally, in a hospice bed in his home, and we took shifts sitting with him, holding his hand, listening to him, talking to him, crying with him, laughing with him, wiping him when he soiled himself, feeding him, there came a moment where he suddenly started to take quick panic breaths and he grabbed my dad's arm and he said Richard Richard and my dad said what's what's wrong dad and he said I'm afraid I'm afraid he knew he was going to die and there's an uncertainty in death it is the greatest in fact I believe the greatest uncertainty and human beings especially those of us in this culture we suck at our relationship with uncertainty. (laughs) No offense, but it's true. So last night when I was scrolling through Twitter, 
I happened upon the announcement around 9.30 or maybe it was closer to 10 p.m. last night, I saw the announcement that he had died. And I was first sort of in shock and just didn't know what to say. And so I started sharing the information with friends and family. And then I started scrolling through all of the different stories, news stories about... Um, and tweets about Chadwick Boseman's passing. And it hit me so hard because I'm a movie guy and Black Panther spoke to me because it, it did something that no other superhero film, I believe, has ever been able to do. It transcended the genre and not in a cliche way. It actually transcended the genre in a spiritually powerful way that connected with so many people and gave so much life to people. And in a time in our country's history where white supremacy and racism are and police brutality are once again alive and well, we are losing black folks, murdered black folks murdered at the hands of people who are supposed to protect them. And Black Panther stood as a testament to black life, black living, black survival, black power, black pride. It felt like my, I have a a friend who lives in Minneapolis, who is a person of color. And he said to me that black Panther felt like salve for his wounds. And when he was struggling with George Floyd's death, he watched that movie. So, last night I cried quite a bit, and my spouse was already in bed, and I sat up on the couch, and I cried, and I doom-scrolled, which is not (laughs) a great idea, really not very healthy, but I felt hurt, and I'm still not 100% percent sure why I felt so hurt or why I took it so hard, but it just felt like another blow. If everybody keeps saying, you know, hashtag fuck 2020, and the truth is 2020 does feel like it has taken more from us, more from the human family than any other year in my lifetime. I mean, maybe If there are older folks listening to this podcast, maybe if there's people who are middle-aged or seniors who could say, well, I've experienced worse. Like, I'm sure you have. But I am in my early 30s. I have not experienced worse.
It felt like a bridge too far when Chadwick Boseman was announced dead. But he's gone, right? He's gone. The the person of Chadwick Boseman, the, the human person, the flesh and blood, beating heart, bones, organs, neurons, brain waves, Chadwick Boseman is dead. No matter what you believe spiritually, we could say his, the spirit of Chadwick Boseman lives on. But it's not something that can be quantified or measured like a body or studied. It's more nebulous than that, and it takes something called faith. And it's very cliche to say, well, the spirit of Chadwick Boseman lives on, and it feels kind of trite. And here's, here's why. People like to make certain statements thinking that it will comfort others. The spirit of Chadwick Boseman lives on. Or people will say, I remember I was working in a hospital and there was a fire and the trailer was burning up and the firefighter, one of the firefighters who was helping save the family was they were unable to save the littlest child and the child died in the in the fire. Very sad story. And the firefighter, one of the firefighters attempting to comfort the mother who was just in agony and grief said, well, I guess God needed another little angel in heaven. The firefighter went there out of a, an attempt to comfort somebody because he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to say to her, but he also didn't know what to say to himself, to comfort himself. And so when we don't know what to say, we scramble because we believe that words or language is somehow going to justify what happened, help us make sense of what happened, clarify what happened, but the truth of the matter is, we have no fucking clue how to respond. Because we weren't wired to respond with words, but with groans and moans and sighs too deep for words and wailing and crying. Because the truth is, this firefighter wanted to believe that this baby had been delivered by God to some heaven that exists outside of time and space and afterlife, a guarantee that they will be reunited. We like to say, well, when I die, I'll see my loved ones again. I just can't wait till I get there. I can see my grandfather again. I can see my friend Dan again. But the truth of the matter is we have no idea what happens next. We don't know. And the uncertainty kills us. It it just shatters us from the inside. It doesn't matter if you are President Donald Trump with all the power in the world. It doesn't matter if you are the, 
the person flipping burgers at the local McDonald's. It doesn't matter if you are a pastor or a priest or a rabbi or a plumber or a banker. It doesn't matter if you are human. You don't know what's next. You don't know. And if there's anything that years working in the death and dying field has taught me, we just don't know. And that is hard. People ask me a lot in my work, what happens when I die? You're the you're the spiritual guy, you're the pastor. You're the you're the person who's supposed to have this answer. You're the God person, right? My mind tells me you have to have a good, clean, easy, easily packaged answer for them so that they can walk away feeling comforted. And instead, what I end up saying is, I don't know. I haven't died yet. I'll let you know once I do. We haven't made peace with our own end, even though we know we're all going to get there. And because we haven't made peace with that, it's hard for us to make peace with Chadwick dying and Jacob Blake being shot in the back and George Floyd being murdered by Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis and Philando Castile and Ahmed Obery and Breonna Taylor and all of these other amazing lights. Or your own close loved ones, relatives, friends. And we haven't made peace with it because we don't know how to make peace with something that we can't understand. Why do people die? Why? My grandfather was in his early 80s and his body was riddled with cancer. Okay, so that's the that's the basic answer as to why my grandfather died. That's the basic answer. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know why. I can say, well, he had cancer, so he died, and people get cancer. Okay, well, that's pretty simplistic, but, but there's a bigger, harder question that our hearts and minds are begging to understand, and that is, why cancer? Why cancer? And we just don't know... We just, we just don't know. We just don't know. And I have lost so many people, uh, patients of mine in hospice and in the hospital. Tragic deaths. I've lost so many family members, friends, to overdoses, to suicides, to illnesses, 
I've been around a lot of death. It is the norm in the addiction community for addiction to kill people. It is the exception for people to survive the disease of addiction. It is the exception. And so if you are an addict in recovery and you're listening to this today, I applaud you. This is exceptional. It is the rule rather than the exception that the disease of cancer kills people. Chadwick Boseman, after being diagnosed in 2016, had four amazing years of, um, of really hard, beautiful work that he chose to give us. He didn't have to. For some reason, he felt called by his higher power, which he called God, to tell us stories for those last four years in between bouts of chemo and radiation. And he was the exception for four years. If you have somebody who is diagnosed with cancer, who's living through cancer right now, or their cancer is in remission, I celebrate with you today. And I know that it is still scary. Will it come back? There's just so much that's unknown and uncertain. And then we have to ask the question, well, if we're all just going to die, and if there's going to be miscarriages and fetal demises and, and, and car accidents in which people too young die and accidents in which people drown, and if this, if this shit's going to keep happening, why are we here? And you have all these questions today, friends, and I can't answer them for you. <laughs> so let's start there. Okay. I can't answer the questions because I have the questions too. And today they feel heavy as hell. I'm in lament mode today. I tweeted this morning that Chadwick Boseman's death was crushing. And so it feels like 2020 after Chadwick Boseman's death is giving me permission to be an atheist. So today, I feel like an angry atheist. Because if I am a theist today, one who believes in the beauty of relation, power of relationship with a, a being called God, if I believe in that today, it's going to crush me. So to quote the great poet Christian Wyman, it is not working for me today. Belief, faith in God isn't working for me today. And if it's not working for you, it doesn't have to work today. Maybe it will work tomorrow, but it doesn't have to work today. It doesn't have to work today. In the Hebrew, there's a word, ruach, which in uh, English transliteration would looks something like R-U-A-C-H. And Ruach uh, is the ancient Hebrew word for breath and air. 
and wind. But it is also the ancient Hebrew word for spirit with a lowercase s and spirit with an uppercase s. So pers the, the personal spirit and the higher power. Isn't that fascinating? In Greek, the word is pneuma, or as some pronounce it, panuma. In English transliteration, pneuma would be P-N-E-U-M-A. And ruach and pneuma are used first in the Torah, in the creation stories, in which the God of the Abrahamic people, yod heh vav -Heh, makes a being out of mud and clay. The word Adam that we use there comes from the Hebrew Adama, which means mud person or person of the soil. It is not a gendered word. So to say that Adam was a man and Eve was a woman, we don't know that. That's actually what the Hebrew people who wrote this, these texts were actually going for. We don't know that because it's non-gendered, which is pretty cool. But yod heh vav -Heh, the God of the Old Testament, the God of Torah, um, picks up this clay, mud person, this Adama person in his hands, and he breathes, he, she breathes their ruach into Adama, and Adama comes to life and becomes the first human in this creation story. It's a pretty cool story. Adama comes to life filled with the breath of the higher power. And now the breath of Adama, the breath of Adam, is the breath, is also the very same breath of God. And that breath is spirit. So what do we have? Do we have certainty, my friends, in the midst of death and loss? No, we don't. Do we have story? Yes, we do. We have story. And it is, it is today that story is going to provide comfort in the face of grief and loss. That is what we use story for, to make sense of our experiences. So maybe today you'll watch Black Panther. Maybe you'll listen to the soundtrack. Maybe uh, you'll read sacred texts. Today, the story of God breathing God's breath, breathing God's ruach and pneuma into Adama gives me comfort. I may not understand the story fully. It may be mysterious to me. It may sound highly fictionalized to me. But it makes me think that while Chadwick Boseman while George Floyd, while all the many people who have died of COVID-19 
related causes were walking this earth. They were filled not just with breath, but the breath of the divine, which is spirit. As Alexei Murdoch says in his song, Breathe, keep your head above water and don't forget to breathe. So let's do that right now. Take a deep breath. You're holding spirit in. Breathe out. Today I found a tweet by Black Women Radicals in my Twitter feed, tweeted after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And Black Women Radicals tweets this following meditation. Unclench your jaw and breathe. 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 There is so much going on. Overwhelmed. Stressed. Worried. Just breathe. Please. Friends, we may not have answers today about death and loss. And 2020 just feels like a fucking dick. <laughs> it's just too much. Ugh. But don't forget to breathe. To unclench your jaw and breathe. Because yes, the Black Women Radicals Twitter page is right. There is so much going on. We are overwhelmed. We are stressed. We are worried. So breathe. And breathing connects you to you, to others, and to this higher power idea. Breath reminds you of life. And if you're breathing, friend, you are alive. You are alive. You are alive. Longer episode today. I apologize for that, but there was a lot to unpack. I love you so much. Take good care of you today. You are fabulous. Remember to breathe, okay? Please just breathe today. I'll see you tomorrow.